0: Cyborg and Big Red, as usual, on a lovely Friday at six PM. Uh, we got a really cool guest today. First, we're gonna do our basic, you know, what we would do every day. Jake, what'd you do this week to work out? So
1: I, I have a PR. You hit a PR. Big PR. Oh. I squatted three sixty five for one. That's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, that, That's actually really impressive.
1: Three sixty. That that felt good because the uh, like two, three weeks ago I squatted three forty five. Wow. Because you remember with you and oh, Tony? Yeah, yeah there, you yeah. were there. Yeah. And I, yeah. I know I, that felt easy. You said it looked easy. you squatted
0: more than 345.
1: I have before.
0: No, I mean like that session. Oh. My, my bad. Yeah, no. no.
1: So I 340, squatted 345. <laughs> and then um the next week, I was going to do 315 for one. And I had Big John to spot me. And I did 315 for five reps. Oh. And then I was okay. like, okay, if I could do five, I have more in me. Yeah. So then last week, or yeah, like last week I did – uh. I warmed up efficiently you know i did um 135 225 315 350 for one and then i did 365 for one and i'm I, I did it by myself with no spotter really i just put the safety bars up just in case i failed but i did 365 for one and i definitely can do 375.
0: that is impressive uh i did nothing because i'm recovering from cyborg surgery, oh yes it actually <laughs> isn't a joke I, I got a new battery and we're gonna go. And just so we don't anger our very muscular guests anymore, I am going to introduce him. Perfect. So our guest today has not only been helping people reach their fitness goals since 2003. He specialized in some of the most in-depth ways th- the body works. His focus on corrective exercise training and biomechanics. The uh, corrective exercise training that means he helps correct muscle imbalances. And reduce muscle deficiencies. Uh, this yeah. can happen anytime you have an injury and rely on one muscle more than the other. We talked about that a while ago. We have, ago. yes. <laughs> uh, not on the show, but in person. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't record our lives. We're not <laughs> we're not influencers. And biomechanics is the science of how the body moves. It's all of muscles, bones, tendons, and ligaments all work together to produce the body's movements. He is certified with the National Cons- Council on Strength and Fitness, has helped coach college, uh, coach college baseball, and at Harper College, where he helped build some of the strongest, most flexible catchers in the division. Now he is in the process of starting his own training center at DeKalb, Illinois, where he can help not just elite athletes to the next level, but also those individuals that need help fixing knee problems, hip problems, shoulder problems, uh, personal problems. I'm sure he's a pretty good therapist. We are happy to introduce Joseph Yu. Joseph, you there?
2: Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for yeah, being th- on. Thanks for coming on. We yeah. appreciate
0: it. Tony ditched out. He, uh, I don't know. I guess he's just not thinking of a friend. Uh. <laughs>
1: well,
2: uh, whatever Tony says about me, don't believe it
0: until you hear my side. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, well.
1: I, well, <laughs> I mean, you're twenty more than me. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, just to jump right in it, uh, I want to. I want to know some quick questions. How did you start in the fitness industry? Because we have a pretty impressive industry. resume.
2: Sure, sure. Um, quite a few years ago, I was uh, a massage therapist. I went to massage therapy school and I learned all the muscles and the bones and obviously. And so, a year into it, I started getting uh, what we call it, tendonitis in my hands and my thumb. So, I was like, I can't can't do this anymore. So, I was trying to find out another avenue I can use. You know, my knowledge. So, I'll, um, I was at a wedding in this general manager from my gym said, Hey Joe, like doing massage still I was like, No, I can't. So it's like, Hey, we're looking for personal trainers. Like, you know your your um your anatomy and all that. I'm like, I do. So I started getting into that, looking into that and you know, I've I played sports in the past. I've learned how to lift from other coaches, um, other other trainers that I've trained with so Um, And then I decided, like, okay, you know what, let me see if I can actually take this to the next level, all all the knowledge that I I learned, and then actually teach other people. Um, Before that, I I was a college baseball coach, and um, I I figured that I could actually coach other people, uh, not only coach them, but also um, teach them, educate them, and motivate them to, to train. So, that was in 2003, uh, I started getting into it.
0: That's awesome.
2: So, so back then, and, and then, uh, just to give you a little idea, 2003, when I was a trainer, uh, I was like, you know, and, and I, I hate to use this term, but like, uh, the regular Joe trainer. You know, when <laughs> people do exercises, kick their butt, have people sweat, get a good calorie burn, but never ever fixed anything of their lifestyle outside of the gym. So that first two, three years, I was really beating people up. And when I was coaching college baseball, you know, I had uh, pitchers do opposite of what they were supposed to do. I was training them like a bodybuilder instead of a functional, good, moving, good, moving, well, um, you know, a thrower, a pitcher. So that's when I started getting a little bit deep into uh, how the body moves biomechanically, corrective exercise training, and functional-wise.
0: So your catchers uh, so, yeah. and pitchers started to look like Barry Bonds. And you're like, huh? I'm <laughs> thinking the gears. Yeah, started, that's right. Yeah. The gears started turning. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that's why Barry Bonds. Um, you know, he became a big boy.
0: Yeah. Well, um, clearly that he, was just from training. That wasn't from anything else at all. Oh,
1: nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> when you so when you trained uh, for baseball, did you? I know I'm. I've never. I from what I heard. I've. Did you did a lot of squats, right? A lot of legs and.
2: So, you know what? That is correct. Um, back in the days, um, when, when people were training. So, for instance, uh, the big people that were really, really working out were guys like your Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. Now, when they first started, whatever supplements that they were using, uh, got them bigger and stronger and faster. But they were were really upper body guys. If you see their bodies, they're very, very strong upper body. And then um, science comes along and like, wait a minute, foundation starts with your feet, right? It's like building a house. When you build a house, you do a foundation. And then on top of that, you go, you know, obviously your core, your back, your shoulders, your head. Mm -hmm. So, yes, nowadays, these pictures that are pitching um, in the 90s, And and typically in a five-man rotation, back in the days, there was one or two guys that throw in the 90s. Nowadays, like all four all five guys can throw in the 90s. And that goes with using their legs. Really? And obviously there's other uh, anatomy that use too. But uh, when I focused on these pitchers and catchers, uh, we did a lot of leg movements. Now, not only loading, but mobility movements, Power movements, Um, you know, you you got your jumps, Um, and then uh, obviously, you know, with your quads, your hamstrings, and calves, we all want to work in one stage, in power movements, left to right, forward, backwards. So yeah, the the pictures nowadays, you can see these guys have high leg kicks, and then if they, you would see these guys, like for instance, um, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan had some big legs. All right, These pictures nowadays, they wear baggy pants, but if they were the tight pants, <laughs> man, you, these guys, their lower halves are bigger than their upper halves. So it's, it's quite impressive.
0: So with your background in biomechanics, can you help me explain? Because like, I obviously believe you. I don't think you're making this up. But can you explain why bigger legs help with the upper body movements of throwing? Or am I, like the kind of the more biomechanical function of that? Cause like i am kind of lost on that, but that is really interesting. And I want to know more.
2: Yes, absolutely. So like anything, when you have a strong base, right, when you have a strong base, you're able to um, stamina, endurance, um, move faster, move quicker. So with the biomechanics in your left, okay, so for instance, in your ankles, right, we have several joints in our lower extremities, your ankles is a mobility joint. Your knees is a stability joint, In your hips is another mobility. So basically, in layman's terms, what that means is, when you have a stability joint, for instance your knees, there's only one movement. It's a concentric; it's actually pulling, one one motion. In your ankles, they can move left, right, up, down, forward, back. With your hips, there's internal rotation, external rotation. So all these movements put together, okay, with your ligaments in here, you, you need to get those muscles strong and firing the right way. So when my legs, when I'm pushing off the mound, okay, well, actually it's ro- rotating off the mound nowadays, and mm-hmm. I land, and I land strong, right, and I am evenly distributed with my weight, all right, my core, my shoulder follows with it. Uh, there's there's a whole science to it. It's it's pretty crazy. I can talk to you guys for days for this. I'll um, <laughs> have you back on
1: then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's why, though, know, I was like, when you guys, if you guys ever, you guys have kids at all?
1: Uh, no. Baseball? No, not yet.
2: <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, great. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, if you do have, like, come across any kind of kids that want to throw harder, want to perform harder uh, in sports or whatever sports they do, um, the foundation is in your legs. Now, huh. it doesn't necessarily mean you're squatting all day. There's different planes. You know, you want to work in patterns, uh, lines, left or right, frontal position. So um, your everyday lifestyle moving as well. So, for instance, if I'm walking forward, you wanna think about your shoes are like tires. They got to be straight. <laughs> How many people have you seen walk like a duck?
0: Yeah, I know. Right? I, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking
2: <laughs> There's a lot of people, in, and for a while, I saw that in myself, too. I'm like, why am I walking like this? So I wanted to get my, uh, my gait. Gait is basically a walk uh, straight, moving right, so I can perform better when I play baseball. Uh, so that's what I did with these kids, too. The first thing, these kids, when I was coaching college baseball, I was like, okay, guys, we're going to do some lunges, we're going to do some squats, we're going to do side lunges, and these kids are like, Coach, I want, I want to bench. <laughs> you know, I put a two twenty-five the other day, let's go heavier. I'm like, no, no, no. We're not going to do that right now.
0: Ask he- me how that. I know they're 16 to mid-20s.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the typical. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, and, and then getting back to that with the biomechanics, um, and, and I'm going to skip ahead of here, when I, in, in, yeah, I did learn, yeah, the legs were important. But when I went to the upper body, I had pitchers doing bench press, right? Yeah. And these kids, some of the kids were throwing 82, 83. I'm like, all right, let's get bigger and stronger upper body, all right? And then next thing I know, they're throwing 79, 78, and with injuries. I'm like, what is going on? So, you know, I did some studies, and I looked into it. It's like when you have a bigger chest, okay, it, it looks good with girl the girls yeah. in big chest. the chest and
1: the shoulders the...
2: <laughs> right. and the frame yeah yeah you're not able to uh, move functionally right so if I have a bigger chest and if I go through an overhand throwing motion my chest would be too big and my shoulder comes out of that socket for a split second okay hey. and that's actually wrong so you know and I was looking at all these programs and you know from LSU to Alabama uh, west coast you know you're ucla and a lot of them were doing dumbbell presses and my like, dumbbell presses that's not gonna get you strong and then i looked a little deeper in biomechanics Well, your shoulders your are your stabilizer for your upper body and your hips for your lower body so i was actually having these kids rotate the dumbbells as they push up so just so just, just to, to
0: interject down. real quick you're saying to rotate bench and dumbbell because i just want to say that louder for jake because he doesn't mm-hmm you
1: know. Yeah, so, so... Just
0: so you know that now, we have yeah, a professional... So I'm
1: a big fan of, uh, <laughs> the, I do mostly, for my chest days, I do uh dumbbells, mostly incline dumbbell press, and I rarely do bench, r- r- flat bench, I should say.
2: Right. So, uh, so I'm older now, I'm 47. Back in the days when I was, like you guys said, 16, 21, all the way up to 30, like I was bench pressing with that bar hard. Well, you know, yeah, I got up, uh, I put up 415, but the only thing I got benefit was, is I get my elbows were bothering, my shoulders were bothering me, All right? It's it's a range of motion that you're pushing. The only really people that need to do it for performance are your football players, your offensive linemen, your defensive linemen. They're pushing, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and Jake, just to let you know, as far as why we do the dumbbell and rotation. So if you and if you guys know about um, the throwing motion for a fastball, Oh, fast. If I fall, oh. fastball, my wrist from seeing it from a catcher or the batter, my wrists are fat wrists. So it's almost showing my palms as I throw. Okay? Okay. So when I press my dumbbells, I am I've got my dumbbells at a lower deficit <clears> position <throat> right by my armpits. Right? My palms are in. As I press forward, my palms are out. They're facing my my knees as, as I'm laying down, right? So I'm rotating, rotating. It's the same motion as throwing a baseball with a fastball. Now, if I want to work on my shoulder for an off-speed, like a curveball, well, when I have my dumbbells down to my armpit, as I press up, I'm going to rotate those dumbbells. My palms are in. So it's the same motion when I throw a curveball towards a pitcher, I'm sorry, to the catcher, is my I have skinny wrists. Does that make sense,
0: fellas? No, it doesn't. That's really interesting. Yeah. I did not know this was that co- throwing was that complex. Yeah, I, I never knew <laughs> that. Cor-
1: I never knew that correlated to uh, uh, dumbbell press. I never really thought about it. But again, never really not a big baseball player. Yeah. So <laughs> but I,
0: I actually have a question. Um, just saying, knowing now that you work with a lot of pitchers, what can you help me with the science of when people say that? Throwing is awful for your rotator cuffs and shoulders because I have heard former baseball players say like, "Oh, that's the reason you know ABC I can't throw baseball anymore." I'm, I to everything from I my, let myself go because they hurt the rotator cuff throwing a baseball. Is there any yeah. science to that?
2: Yes, there is. Oh, okay. To it. Now, what I the science that I use is uh, ACSM um, and then General of American Medical Association. Uh, so, when we throw overhand, it is an unnatural motion. When you we said, throw overhand, I'm sorry, there's overhand? More muscles in your shoulders <clears throat> that work. Um, so, it's, the acronym is SIT. infraspinatus, spinatus, hiperspinatus, teres minor, and subcapular. So, as we keep throwing overhand and overhand and overhand, uh, what happens is, for instance, let's say I take my shirt, okay, and I pull it apart. When you hear that rip, right? When you look at it, like, oh, there's no holes in it. But you continue to pull it apart, pull it apart, pull it apart. Next thing you know, I have a rip. All right, it's spraying of your muscles. So, what that means is, as I am a forward for everything is for baseball, for football, we want to throw as hard as we can forward. And our overhand motion is unnatural. Hmm. For instance, you've ever hear of uh, coaches say like get your elbow up when you throw, All right? So what's happening is that shoulder is elongating, and it's also even with the elbow takes pressure off that shoulder. Okay. Hmm. So now it's called a, in your between your shoulder and your elbow that bone is called a humerus. All right. If if you are throwing lower, right, what activates is your is um your your pecs as well you're miss dorsi, but also what can hurt is, have you ever guys heard of UCL Tommy John?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I've heard it once, but I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, so Tommy John surgery, all right? What happened was, is this guy was having elbow issues. Right, everybody's like, like, oh, why is, what's wrong with his shoulder? Well, what happens is that, that bone, the humerus, is violently going forward, and if you ever see a picture of a football player or baseball player their their hand is way back 90 degrees behind them right and then there is this ligament between your forearm and your your elbow and it actually starts um stretching out stretching out, stretching out. and if your elbow is not up <clears throat> along with the shoulder it can fray and or it can rip so um so in enhance we work accelerators a lot nowadays uh, mechanically, we want to work decelerators. Okay, so that's why they have these pitchers. Pitch count: 100 pitches, 110 pitches, 120. They don't want to go any farther because, like I said, if you get ripped your shirt, you don't see it, but eventually there'll be a hole. All right. So um, you asked earlier too is about, there's like the science of the hurt shoulder. Yes. So what you've got to do is work on your decelerators. You got to pull, pull, pull. Because what happens is, is when you throw, that shoulder comes out of the socket just yeah. a slight second, so a split second. If I have strong back muscles, rhomboids, supra spinalis, all those, it's actually going to prevent my shoulder from coming out of the socket. So
0: working, um, oh, sorry.
2: Nowadays, you don't see as many shoulder issues like you did back in the 70s, 80s, oh. and 90s.
0: That's interesting. So yeah, working those decelerator muscles. Is that the only or just the best way to not have, ruin your shoulder completely?
2: No, there's there's also <clears throat> other other ways. So okay. now you're working my decelerators, but the rotator cuff There's an internal rotation external rotation. So for instance, if I put a towel under my armpits All right, and I'm standing straight up and I got a resistance band on my hand, my hand, and then the the external uh, outside source of resistance is to my right. Well, I'm going to pull that resistance band is pulling me to my right, so I'm going to pull into my center, of my my chest. There's an internal rotation, and then same thing with the other side. You want to go the other side, right? External rotation, and then you also want to mimic that humerus movement. So, for instance, I bring my shoulders, my elbows up into like a goalpost, post right and then if I have resistance behind me I'm actually just going to rotate my shoulder forward okay so um there is your decelerators internal rotation external rotation those are the three main ones that that I like to do uh just because the kids that I work with are younger and their muscles haven't developed yet and we don't want to um teach them bad habits and tear anything
3: so the pitch uh, as you get
2: older in the college and in major league baseball and start working with these pros and strength and conditioning coaches, yeah, there's there's a lot of times they'll be one of the things um, as far as uh, quick movement. So, for instance, if I take a tennis ball, all right, and then I throw it behind me as fast as I can, all right. Well, I'm working accelerators behind me and decelerators right front of my shoulder. Make sense? So.
3: You're working one way, and then you work the other way. So when Mark Pryor with the Cubs, when he tore his rotator cuff muscle and they were rehabbing it, um, I had heard a lot of different opinions that, like, his, a lot of his rehab was, like, they had him, like, going through a throwing motion with just a towel, and but his normal pitching motion, throw, like, just doing that kind of to start. And a lot of people said it more, did more damage than it did good.
2: It did more damage with the towel?
3: Yeah, they're going through the same pitching motion because it didn't strengthen any of the muscles that caused the damage in the first place. They're the muscles that were probably weaker.
2: Right. So the concept of throwing a towel, which which uh, it, it is a good concept because when you throw, let's just say, I take my two fingers and I put it, wrap it around a towel and I'm throwing, it's air-wind resistance, which is which is good, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you are biomechanically moving wrong and and you're functionally moving wrong, then you can actually have bad habits. So he was um, still going
3: through the same I, I, the same motion that I, probably caused the damage, and they didn't change that.
2: That may be a possibility uh, <clears throat> one, or they might have not identified uh, which four muscles in the shoulders is as a tear. Mm. So you, you got to get down to the source of it. Now um, there is other theories. A lot of people like to. Uh, chiropractors and everything they they use um, the stem um, they use resistant bands in holding as far as static motion so there's there's two motions when you work the shoulders there's dynamic dynamic and static dynamic is for instance your it's a moving motion so if I stretch dynamically is I'm moving like um do you guys remember Michael Phelps mm-hmm. yes yeah what well, right before he went. If you jump in that pool, he was slapping the back of his back with his long, you know, arms. Oh, yeah. Really?
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember that. that. I had no idea yeah, about that. That, that.
2: Is, that is called a dynamic movement. And it is also, believe it or not, a rehab movement as well. Um, and then that's dynamic movement. So static is when you stretch. Let's just say I take my elbow pull into my chest and hold it there for 10 seconds, 15, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So that that is also a physical therapy movement as well. Um, And then there's, like I said, there's so many modalities as far as how to rehab your shoulder. Um, I, I try to try to dummy it down, keep it simple, right, and work on three things, three movements. If that doesn't work, okay, like now, now I'm a surgeon, all right, those three so I'm like okay now i'm gonna look at something else and work with this so um i've, I've had in in the past those three main things that i use uh, probably about 70 percent of my pitchers catchers and people that throw with shoulder injuries um i've actually got their arms stronger and throw with less pain
1: so then um, uh where does do you uh do you have your uh do your uh the younger younger guys you train uh, do they have them do overhead press and kind of where does overhead press stand in your type of training?
2: Okay, so for the young young kids, so for instance, um, so I have a twelve year old. Okay, so if I I would one is I would not have him do an overhead press, uh, just because there's two two reasons why, and it's with that as you get older when they doctors say, like, oh, if you got shoulder injuries, don't press above your head. There's two reasons why. You can get a shoulder impingement, okay? Uh, secondly, two is, if you're not strong enough, and then that shoulder goes out on you, well, basically, that weight can fall on your head, and you can get a concussion. And I said, really? And, you know, these doctors are like, yeah, that's another reason why. I'm like, okay. So, uh, what I like to do, instead of an overhead press, I like to use a resistance band, all right, and then Push it out like a YMCA, like you're
1: doing a YMCA. Oh, yeah, yeah, that um, so makes sense.
2: It's not exactly over your head, but it's more of a 45 degree angle.
0: I see. You said because now I heard you say if you're not strong enough, so do you re- recommend just beginners and maybe some novices not doing overhead press and leave it to the experts, or do you recommend no one should do overhead press?
2: Did you say leg press? Overhead
0: Overhead press.
2: Overhead press, yes. So if you are a beginner, okay, so for instance, if I had you, Jake, if you're a beginner, I do, well, first I would actually have to do a a screen to see how your body moves in Okay. If your right shoulder is higher than your left, like, ooh, there's going to be issues that we do overhead press. Um, But in general, let's just say in general, you're a healthy man and you want to get stronger, yes, I would actually... Have you press above your head, very light weights. Now, I would have you do two motions. One is where your elbow is even with your with your shoulder and your palms are facing each other in front of you. All right. So I push above my head. All right. I come in and then I, I bring that weight a little bit back towards over my head. And they're they're very very light or resistant band. Or if I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm standing, and then my hands are like a goalpost, right? Mm -hmm. thumbs are forward push above my head all right in a like the ymca Mm -hmm. and once again if you are a beginner i start with resistant bands and then i start with very very lightweight and then after a while you know like chill come on this is easy (laughs) if you can move right yeah Yeah. if you can move uh we we call it great cooks as you move well and move often then we can actually go some kind of progression from that.
0: so once you build i mean I don't want to say base like body but that base strength of being able to lift then would you recommend i mean you mentioned weights would you recommend barbells or dumbbells is that like the bench kind of you mentioned earlier they activate different kinds of muscles yes
2: so um if you are incredibly weak
3: uh, that looks that, that's a, hey, child, time, that's t- perfect for Tyler. <laughs> I knew you were going to say
0: that.
3: <laughs> How I could see it, that shit-eating grin that just started to creep on your face. <laughs> At least I wasn't like Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the perfect setup there. See, we talked about that. <laughs>
2: Let me, let me reverse on that one. Like, if you are in the population where you're not as strong, not how about that? Right?
3: There, um, we there, there we go. That was
4: a, a nicer political way to put it. Right.
2: So, if you are in that, that uh, population where you're you're not as strong, so for instance, there's population as the medical population, someone that just got out of um, um, chemotherapy. Right, where they're they're weak and they need to get stronger. You know, their job might be having to put something above their head, uh, which I don't know. Like some, or let's say on the top shelf, your floors or what have you. Uh, I do. I would recommend uh, you do those kind of motions with very, very light. Mm-hmm. And then um, you, when you anything that you do, push up. Right, you got to also pull down. So those are the two motions that I would use for for the beginners as well. Hmm. Did that answer your question? No, yeah, that,
0: that was really uh, well articulated. Thank you. That explains a lot. Um, but I kind of want to get your, just a segue, I kind of want to get to know your other opinions on other major compounds. I mean, we talked about bench and overhead press. I kind of want to know your opinions deadlifts? a little bit more on squats and also deadlifts. Um, you know, I got to bring it up. Yeah, every time it's going to happen. You know, I got to bring Ooh. it up until you get it. <laughs> Jake here is stuck. He cannot do 405. As a as a man of science and fitness, how do you recommend him get over this pathetic excuse?
1: Hey, it's all mental. I know it is. I, I just I got to get it. it. Just well, he's not
0: a therapist. What's wrong yeah. with
1: his body? Why can't he do it?
2: So, so, I guess my my first question is: When you do your deadlift, are you doing a straight leg deadlift, or is it when you you squat on the ground to to, to lift the the bar yeah, off the ground? Conventional. So,
1: yeah, it's okay. it's i more of my squat in the ground.
2: Okay, and then is the bar in front of you or do you have a hex bar where you get inside that bar and use
1: So the bar prevent- Yeah, so the bar is in front of me and it's the bar is about halfway in my between my like on my foot.
2: Okay. And then do you use an overhand and an underhand grip? When you do that. Like one so, hand is overhand, one is underhand.
1: So I use overhand up until about three fifteen, and then I do over-under, over-under grip.
2: Okay. Okay. So, um, well, okay. I'm gonna shoot from the hip here, guys. Right? <laughs> um, I. So the deadlift. Uh, I do think it's important, but before you do that, is the squat. Okay. Now, the squat. Uh, like, and I'm backtracking. I'll get to the deadlift. The squat is probably one of the most integral type of exercise that you need to do every single day. See, so it's funny because
0: Tony actually bad. told us specifically to ask you about squat, and we started We got, like, so wrapped up. But now that he's here, <laughs> and because, uh, you know, you were late.
3: So just rub that in a little bit. But I'm still not so, the weakest. I actually just <laughs> I feel
1: like my squat's pretty so good. Is it, yeah. Tyler
2: or Adam, who, who does the, the deadlifts? Jake.
1: Jake. For yeah, the 405 or yeah. just deadlifts in general? Okay. Well, we all do Jay, do, you,
2: do you also squat as well?
1: Yes, I actually, I just did a big PR. Yes, Two days ago, I squatted 365 for one.
2: That a baby? Nice. <laughs> now, um, front squat or your traditional? Short, uh, uh, traditional.
1: Shoulders?
2: My okay. front squat so, max is
1: 275.
2: Okay, and how old are you?
1: 25.
2: Oh, yeah, you young boys, man. Yeah, we're... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I, I like to start with the base. Your base is your squat. Where the squats where you have weights on your side or you're doing a goblet squat or on your shoulders. Now, there is benefits for the squats. So let's go with uh, anatomy, you know, your quads, your hamstrings, your calves, um, jumping, your plyometric, core strength if the bars on your shoulder, power, mobility. So with the mobility, your joints move um, in... Well, in multiple planes of motion. So when you do that, okay, and then when you get to the deadlift, it just makes the deadlift so much easier. So, for instance, if I'm on a squat and I'm standing, right, I am descending, right? When I'm doing a deadlift, I'm starting from a deficit on the ground, and then you're ascending. So you do have to do both. Now, the reason why that I like uh, squats, and it doesn't have to be on your shoulder. It could be the sign or anything. Is, for instance, when when I'm 47 man, and then when when I'm 65, 70, 75, and I can't get off the couch because I don't do enough <laughs> squats. <laughs> nature calls. I don't want to be wearing a diaper.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I tell, I tell that everybody. That is a
0: reason to lift right there. Yep.
2: <laughs> right, mm. I tell everybody that you need the benefits of squats. Okay, and then then when you get into your more advanced move like your deadlift okay um then you you can performance wise so it does build great strength from the ground up Um, are you using it for performance or just for strength
1: the squat or deadlift
2: uh the deadlift. i'm sorry
1: uh a little bit of both right now it's more so strength once at 405 it's uh it's probably more performance i just want to hit that number it's just a big goal of mine (laughs)
2: that's a really good number to hit. Um, and then once you get your 25, as you get older and you have kids, all right? your deadlift is the same position and a squat or deadlift from a depth deficit. As I go down in my, in my, um, my deadlift and I pick up my kid, right? right, you're doing it right. The perfect way. So that's why I even have moms do it. And I have fathers do it. These, these construction workers. I'm like, what's wrong with your back? I'm like, okay, pick up this weight and they are doing their deadlifts so wrong, right? So that's why it's very, very important that you know you move functionally well We and then your corrective exercise. So basically correcting how my hips, my knees, and my feet are in line. They got to be like tires, right? And then obviously with your deadlift, sometimes that you actually can, you know, point your toes out into the sumo deadlift as well, which is very, very good for your butt. So if you want to get a nice, big, Rock <laughs> do those, man. I do do sumos on leg
1: day. I haven't All done right. it in a while, but I I change it up. Leg day, sumo, conventional for back.
0: Okay, I need to write this down because Tony's not lying when he says I'm the weakest one here. <laughs> I look like a skeleton that you glued a six pack on. and That's about it.
3: What are what are some of the like common squatting techniques that you see? Like the mistakes that you see.
2: The, the mistakes, common. Okay, mm-hmm. so. What I do see is like when people are squatting, all right, they are one, so there's your imbalances. So there, there's so many um, definitions of imbalances. If I'm right-side dominant, okay? My shoulder's higher than my left in, in a standing position. My shoulders are rolled forward. Uh, it's called anatomical position, anatomical neutral position, my shoulders are back, all right? And then now let's go into lower extremities. As I go into a squat, sometimes the heels will come up, which is extremely bad. Okay, and then sometimes your knees will internally cave in, in layman's terms, which you can tear a knee. Oh, right, and then sometimes the knees will go past the toes, right, which is a very, very bad, okay, because there's no support, right? We talked about having the ground as your base, right? If your knees are past your toes, then you have no supports and strength to push that. Uh, weight up, now and just, if you do do it, just, just because you're 25, young and and healthy, but after a while, remember I told you about that shirt. If I pull it, pull it, pull it, you don't see any strain or no problems. Years later, then you can have knee issues.
3: But now, um, just to just to clarify real quick, Joe, um, so everybody knows, when you said at the beginning, when you if, if your heels raise on the squat, you said it's very very bad. Can you explain? Just give a quick uh, explanation as to why that's really, really bad. Yes.
2: Okay. So as I lift my heels up, right, um, what what turns off as far as muscles, mm-hmm. okay, or doesn't take over, is, is called gastrocnemius. That is in your calves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, very important for your um, your squats and then your your hamstring, hamstring compartments. all right? So as my heels come up, all right, and I, I'm coming up. My hamstrings, my soleus gas sucks right, are your stabilizers to get you up. So, if those aren't firing and your quad is firing more than anything, and a lot of people are quad dominant, mm-hmm. right, and then what happens is, what's up, you can actually have problems in your heels as well. You can have a hairline fracture in your foot, top of your foot. Um, yeah, if injuries can happen not only in your knees, your feet, your hips but also in your upper extremity, your shoulders, because if you're not stable and you're moving forward and back because your heels are up, right? then that weight is actually taking you instead of you taking the weight up. So that's that's one thing as far as your heel going. Now, I said earlier, too, that your knees should not go past your toes.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: In the past, it was your knees do not go over your toes. Well, there's nothing wrong... With having a little um dorsiflexion and uh Tony, mm-hmm. uh, dorsiflexion and what's the other flexion? i um, <laughs> on oh, the, right the spot top. now. He's Come on. the face. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh no no no! It's dorsiflexion is where and there's plantar flexion where you plant where you push down like on a um, like a car car brake. Right, so that is plantar flexion. That is when your heels come up. We don't want that. We want to make sure you have a little dorsiflexion. Basically, is your knees can go over your toes because that's actually a range of motion. Now, man, I can go into range of motion too with biomechanics, but um, you need to keep those stable. I said earlier, the stability joint. Okay, your ankles are more of a hybrid stability and mobility, but your knees or stability; it only bends one way. It
0: mm-hmm.
2: doesn't so go left or right. It just bends into a curl motion. Does that make sense, guys?
3: No, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, so just over the toes, not past the toes, just to clarify for everybody, right? It is
2: okay. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people don't do that, so there is a kin- kinematic sequence. When I, uh, you know, I'm kinematic. Basically, is like, you know, step one, step two, step three, right? The very first thing when you guys squat, next thing you guys do, next time you squat. All right, have that bar on your shoulder. All right, stick your butt out first. That is the very first thing that you want to do, okay? As far as I've learned from biomechanics and strength and conditioning coach. The reason being is when you stick your butt out, it's going to force you to think about sitting in a chair, okay? Instead of driving your hips forward into a squat, then that's, you know, then you're asking for trouble with your knees. So when you stick your butt back, your lower back, all, right, all the muscles are erectus around your lumbar is actually firing, keep that back strong. When your butt comes down, your butt will fire, quads, and once you get to that 90 degrees, hamstrings, soleus will take over as your stabilizer.
0: Interesting. So, and you kinda um, you kind of reference a couple other things that I just kinda wanna reiterate it. So when you mentioned yes. like deadlifting, you should squat to get your deadlift up. Is there anything you should do? You kind of mentioned that early episode. Uh, anything you should do to get your squat up? Or should you squat as you do, like, lunges, leg press, uh, leg extension? Or should you focus on those first? Or should you do sh- should you squat and do those exercises to kind of build so your the squat? First,
2: the very first thing that I do when I have somebody new, I have them do – they, they are no, they're going to do squats. Now, mm-hmm. when we do squats, we use – uh, it's called a TRX. Or, or some kind of something that will actually help you get down, where you hold on to a chair, a or bar, or a strap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is, I, and I always start with a squat. Is you know, you ask early yeah, like, can I get my squats better? Like it's going to be weightless first, so that way I can see if you're strong enough to do it, right? And then I'll go into the leg press. The reason being, I like the leg press. Okay, um, is you're, you're making sure there's this one range of motion. So I'm strengthening, pushing, pushing, pushing. Uh, and it's a little bit sick. I'm safer instead of putting a bar on your shoulder. That's my phase two. My phase three is I take a dumbbell and I hold it like a goblet. So I hold it out in front of me and I'm holding like a goblet, like I'm going to drink wine, right? With two hands, okay? I, <laughs> and then I go into that same squat that I learned Kinematic sequence, buck goes back, <clears throat> sit in the chair, sit on that pot, and then stand up from there.
0: I think you just okay. made a best friend in Jake because I can't tell you how much <laughs> he recommends goblet Squats. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not
1: <laughs>
0: even on the show, just like every time we go to like, oh, yeah, you should.
1: <laughs> I, have had, I have had other guests on the show, like, oh, you need to... Just begin to lift your squat, deadlift, bench. I'm like, well, shouldn't they? I, I, I was like, and my buddy was like, you shouldn't goblet squat, just go straight to squats. I'm like, well, you got to do goblet to get the form down. And he's like, no, just go straight to squats. So if you know who you're Jeff the Cavalier
0: is with his face <laughs> pulls, imagine that with Jake in the goblet <laughs> squat. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and the reason why we do goblet squats and bar squats is because the, the weight is in front of you, right? So it's going to want you to fall forward. So, in order for me not to fall forward, I'm going to actually lean back, proud chest. My lower back is going to be engaged. Now I've got that weight going straight up and down, so falling forward. Same thing when you do side lunges or side squats. All right, your weight's going left to right, laterally. Okay, very, very good to help with the squat as well. The reason being is if you can control your step to the side, get into lunge and push off, you'll be able to handle your. Five hundred pounds, twenty-five year olds hitting those squats. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can actually push with both sides. Now, it, it's almost impossible with both sides to go hundred percent. But if there's a hundred percent on the right, ninety on the left, right, then you know you're you're e- almost evenly distributed. Um, what else? So and then so the lunges. Now, I love lunges because it just kicks my tail yeah
1: don't don't
0: i
3: don't love lunges and well, the, that's why you love
0: making us do all yeah do lunges. i love watching that's other
1: right. people do lunges i don't love lunges. and the grip strength <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just a just – I, I don't know if you ever did leg day with Tony. I'm sure you have because if you know Tony, he makes you do leg day with him. But
1: he just watches. He
0: doesn't – No. Yeah.
1: no when, I, when
3: I was with Joe, then, then, yeah, that's when I was fat and out of shape. So I, I definitely yeah. – So two weeks ago? Was he <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't doing too many legs then. <laughs> right, right. So, and, yeah, fellas, by the way, you
2: knew Tony in the days. Man, the guy was jack, son of the Hey, I've do I got to keep yeah. this PG? Do I got to keep this whole thing PG? Or...
0: Yeah, uh, try your best. Yeah, PG-13. 13. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> PG-13,
4: that's
2: good.
0: Sure.
2: The guy was jack. I shook his hand. I mean, you, you look at his hand now, if he makes a fist, they're like two country hams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what were you going to say?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: want to know. I don't want
2: to <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> uh, but... You know, and, and uh, going back to that lunge, what I will do with the lunge, I, I'll come up to a bench and I'll address the bench and I will do a reverse lunge with my right foot. So now I'm going into a deficit. And then what I'll do is and then and when I come up, I'll take that same right foot to the bench into a step up. So I'm going into a descending and ascending. Just almost same. And it's only one side, right? It's yeah. almost just like using your squats or your deadlift. And then, so that's that's also, that's more mid-level instead of advanced. And then huh. we put weights, obviously, on one side, you know, in front of you or in your shoulder. So, But fellas, man, if I, if, if I can see you one time do your deadlifts or your squat, oh, man.
1: I'd love to critique you and break it down. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna. Have to oh yeah, we're about to make that happen for sure. We're gonna have to film
0: that. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, we, what was... do you
3: think is one of the muscles that's like the uh, pe- people overlook the most when they squat? So meaning something that you could um, improve on outside of the actual squat to increase the squat. Does that make sense?
2: Wait, so, you're breaking up. So, sorry, so, so
3: if you were, yeah, it. so if you're trying to increase your squat instead of just working on your legs, 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 is there a muscle group that you would suggest working on, a synergistic muscle, uh, you know, a, a, a secondary yeah. muscle group that you'd work on that could actually increase your squat performance even without working the legs? Yes, yes. So mm.
2: there is um, your, obviously, well, your butt is connected, obviously, legs, but mm-hmm. your lower back as well. A lot of times when people are going to squats, all right, they go into this little accordion where they fall forward. Their chest is in their the quads or their knees. They're falling forward. And then when they try to stand up, all right, they stand up and then what happens is they're still falling forward almost like a good morning. So hmm. huh. to increase squat, I, I work on the lower back. Lower back can be your hyperextension. Uh, it can be your
4: straight leg
2: deadlift. Okay? Because that will activate, it's called the posterior, everything from your heels, your butt, your hamstrings, your butt, all the way to your lower back. And that's going to help uh, strengthen, because it's also a stabilization motor, right? It prevents you from falling. Um, another thing is obviously the core. The core is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about the core. Everybody thinks the core is the eight pads in your, your front of your stomach. <laughs> well, it's also internal and external obliques. It's your erector muscles uh, that in your back on your side. So, if you strengthen that up, okay, and when you go into your squat, you know you've got an extra strong, strong center, as we call it, center line, back line, and um, left to right, left to right line, as we call it. So lateral line, all right? So, if you get that strong, right, when you go into squat, now you know that your upper body won't break down. So I, I work on those those elements. As when, far, the anatomy parts for getting your
3: squat better. When, when you mentioned abs and and those the the eight pads on your stomach, Tyler looked at me. That that's that's what he does have in yeah, <laughs> over everybody. See, but yeah, this is true. That's yeah. that's, that, that's the you know when right. you're a little bit thinner, then that's the one thing you get to brag about. Well,
0: guess what? Well now I'm doing the gallon of milk every day, like several people suggested. And actually, it's it's funny you bring that up because I'm so Tony. Like I'm getting a little point. What I'm like, you know, I don't want to look like the Abercrombie model anymore. Now I just want to look like a bear. So I just want to, like, it's cottage cheese and
3: sardines every day. Not mixed Dude, together, right. but... I'm, I'm not sure where he got the whole Abercrombie model thing. I don't know who told yeah, him I, that. I do not know either. That I, was just a self-proclaimed uh, model there. Okay, like an ugly Abercrombie <laughs> model. Like... course, <laughs> so, let, let me ask you this, okay? When you guys do like this, um, hey, do
2: you guys... You got to get about eight
1: hours of sleep. I try. Hours to sleep. <laughs> yeah, when I, if I know I'm going to do legs, I try to make sure I get enough food in me and I get enough sleep the day before, yeah. carb up yeah. or whatever I need to do.
0: Well, Tony stays up, to, Tony's my roommate and he stays up till like I, three in the morning. I think like,
3: I got eight hours of sleep this week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: It's <laughs> not even that he's loud? It's just that I'm so concerned for his health that I lie awake <laughs> at nights.
1: <laughs> if I don't get enough sleep, all you do is chug a pot of coffee, and you're good, right? right that's, it. that's
0: it. Or or right. Monster, or
1: Seven there's, Bangs, or things like. other things to drink.
0: bad so or?
2: if you guys are doing leg days, so let's talk about the scientific aspect. If you, when you go to sleep, right, your mind goes to stage one, two, three, uh, four, and then REM sleep. Your body actually will start uh, recovering, mm-hmm. whether strength wise, lose body fat. Uh, Stamina, however you're trained is when you're between stage three and four and when you're in REM That's when you're you're dreaming and Mm -hmm. six-pack eight packs. What have you? (laughs) That is very very important that you can because you'll you'll go to these stages It's it could be hundreds of times some people don't get to it to be like, you know Like 200 times 50 times what have you but very important that you can get at least seven Eight hours was a rule of thumb before now it's seven now, the second thing I want to ask you guys, your water intake. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about like you need to drink more water. You need to drink more fluid. But exactly how much water are we supposed to drink? So, Jake, let me ask you this. How much water do you drink?
1: I drink uh, about a gallon a day.
2: A gallon a day. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> how much you weigh? 195. 195. Uh, there Adam. How much Tyler? Tyler. Tyler
0: all my water comes from the coffee and energy drinks i <laughs> <laughs> i try to drink water but it's usually mixed with like creatine or aminos i yeah i know i gotta do better and for the record i'm maybe 160 fully clothed and soaking wet so I gotta... okay okay
2: so think about your body right? 73 percent of your body is made out of some kind of liquid whereas it's blood um there's spirit, you know your fluids in your body so what you need to do is you need to replenish it. And the rule of thumb is your weight divided by two in flow ounces. So a water bottle, huh. there's a twelve ounce water bottle. And you just you know, however many bottles, like five or six bottles. Now, how do you determine like if you are hydrated or not? Is at the end of the day when you nature calls and you gotta use that washer and your urine is clear, you're hydrated. Okay. But if there's a little bit of tint if it's dark, if it's lacking, you need to drink water. Okay. And that is going to help with progressions as well. All right, so that's number two aspect. And then number three is your recovery. Everybody talks about recovery. What do I do in recovery? Well, I stretch. Oh, I don't do anything this day. You know, I ride the bike. But there, there's several aspects that you can do. So, for instance, what I really like to do is um roll.
1: I'm a so big you fan of that. You yeah, yeah. You're Jake's best friend. You're I, right. f- I formal, and foam roll. I yep. foam roll before I go to bed every night because it helps me sleep better. I feel loose. It just, I just feel better.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Look at you. All right. When you do your foam roll, uh, who is that, Jake or Tyler? Uh, oh, it's Jake. Jake. Okay. Okay. So when you foam roll, do you foam roll your what part of your legs do you foam roll?
1: So I usually get my, of course, my back, my shoulders. Um, then I'll get my, my butt, my hips, and then, um, my quads. And to get my quads, I kind of, I kind of put my, my, uh, legs like further apart and try to, it's kind of, I, it's hard to describe, but I don't know (laughs) if I really get them fully, but I try to get my quads, my butt and my hips at least.
4: Yes. Okay.
1: That's better than 99.9% of everybody else.
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: uh, Obviously you said the quads, which is right. Quad compartment is your legs are biggest muscles in the body. It's going to burn the most body fat. It's going to build the strength. Your testosterone level, natural testosterone level goes up. But if it's not functioning right, where you're sore all day and everything, then, um, and you have you like, tightness somewhere, you need to foam roll. So your quads, right. Your hammies, your hamstrings, very, very important. A lot of times we look in the mirror, we look at the front of our body. They're like, oh, man, I look good. Hmm. But you look at the back of it. There's some, some people, at the back of their legs look like cottage cheese. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. It's... And then uh, your calves. Man, I'll tell you what. If you've never rolled your calves, it can hurt. Huh. Okay. So when you there, – there's this uh, – it's called a gastrocnemius, right? That's the main part of your calves. There's like two – think about it like – if you take Tony's two fists and you put them together, all right, that's, that's what a calf looks like, right? And then on the side of that is called your soleus,
4: okay. your outer
2: part. So huh. when you roll your calves, you want to get to the belly of where it hurts. And then you just want to do like about 10 or 15 passes back and forth, maybe like two or three inches. And, and then you can go longer after that. And then finally, the fourth one that, that I really like, it's called a TFL. Uh, tensor, fascia, latte so basically what that is is it's at the front of my my hip flexors all right that that actually is your your abductors it internal rotates of your hip and your hip flexor. A lot of people do not roll that. so it's, it's where that that is your pocket right by your pocket and your upper pocket as soon as you put your, your hand in your pocket, that's where it is. If you push down on that with your thumb and everything you're like, oh man. I don't really feel that. That needs to be rolled
1: out. Now, how so, how would you roll that? Would you put the foam roll? Would you be like on your stomach and roll in the front, or would you do that from the side?
2: Yes, I would. I would. And, and actually, I have a video of rolling, rolling your legs. Um, I do. I am on my stomach for my quads, and then as soon as I get up, and I want to, I want to make sure I get one leg at a time. I'll, I'll actually move. I'll tilt to the side a little bit to get into my TFL. Um, but, like, like I said, I'm like, I'm kind of a wisp bag. So, when I, uh, <laughs> I roll.
4: I'm like, I'm
2: like ooh, ah. And, and my fiance is like, what, who are you with? And what <laughs> <doing?"> <laughs> okay, so it's just a foam roller. It's just a foam roller. Just, <laughs> and she's like, Who's a foam roller? Why haven't
1: I met her? Yeah. <laughs> I see her every night.
0: What nationality is that? Like, what is that What is that name? What is foam roller? Should you do it every night, though? That's like, Or do you set aside for recovery day? Um, what's the best way to recover?
2: Okay, so you can... There, there are um, stretch specialists that love to foam roll every day. But here's, here's the thing is, if you break up your workout, let's just say there's three three different days that I do. Let's just say a big push chest, a mm-hmm. small pull bicep. I right? push and pull, and then that day I'm, I'm if I don't foam roll my chest, uh, I'll use a, um, a lacrosse ball and I'll lay on that. Okay? okay. So then if I do a big pull and small small press, my back is my pull, and then the small press is my tricep. I'll lay on that foam roller and really get there, too. So, yes, you can actually foam roll every day. It's just only foam rolling what what you did the day before. So if I did legs today, tomorrow, Saturday, I, I'd roll. Or I'd roll tonight. Depends on if you're sore or not.
1: Hmm. I tend to roll my back a, a lot.
2: Do you crack your back when you do it?
1: Yeah, every time it like every time it cracks for the most for the most yeah, part.
2: You're your own chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do my back too, uh, just because I like the feeling of it. Yeah, same and, here. Just um, <laughs> and plus two, if, if I am tight. So let let's what's the definition of a tight muscle? It is an over, it's a muscle that will not turn off. So there's tight, there's a knot, and knot is an adhesion in your. Your muscles so you want to foam roll that you want to get to the belly of it and you just want to sit there and and push out because what happens is if it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and all of a sudden it starts pulling on a joint right? and then you'll have some kind of issue in that joint for instance if my IT band the muscles under my IT band are tight well I never roll my IT band but I I, uh, roll on the outside of it because it can be very painful there's a nerve there But I started having these knee issues. I'm like, what in the hell? Why do I have knee issues? I'm not squatting heavy. Well, come to find out, I had a big knot uh, on the outside of my quad. I started rolling that, rolling that, and it started loosening my knee issues because the IT band will go from your hip, side of your hip, all the way down around your kneecap, And that's where I was having issues. If I loosen it, it made me feel a lot better. Hmm. So that's those, a, if you have
3: knee issues, foam roll those four areas. Yeah, that's a. I had a. That's the same problem I had when I was powerlifting. I had uh, my knee started to hurt, and that's exactly what it was. I had to foam roll with, like right on, right, right on the IT band. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, Joseph, I mean, I feel like we could talk to you for another full three hours about recovery, and we gotta <laughs> yeah. have you back on, but we are out of time, my dude. So we're, we're I got uh, one last question because I'm really curious about it not about getting size or losing fat or anything, what is the number one thing you two can do to live long? Like, how can I live a long, healthy life? What's the best exercise I can do for that?
2: Best exercise to live long. Okay. Now, it's funny you say this because somebody else said, like, their goal was, I just want a longevity of life. I just want to live longer. Hmm. Like, okay, what exercise can you do? So, it's it's cardio. Really? And here's the reason why I say that. Now, people are like, okay, which cardio? Well, it kind of <laughs> depends. If you have knee issues, you should do elliptical. If you don't have knee issues, hip issues, then you can run. Uh, oh. You can ride a bike. If you don't have the lower back, you can't. But here's the reason. Our number one muscle in our body is our heart. If you don't have a good functioning heart, next thing you know, like you're going to keel over. Huh. Your heart is going to allow you to live longer. So you need to train your heart. And with training your heart, Basically, is there's um, four stages. There's where like one is you get your your heart rate at a certain area where you're burning body fat. Two and three. Uh, have you guys heard of orange theory? Yes. Yes. You yes. Get your heart in orange. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's four phases. Now there's three, but you want to get your heart rate up there and back down. So for instance, like you look at a long distance runner, he's pretty skinny, right? mm Hmm. Right? A lot of those guys live pretty long. you look at a sprinter, they got more muscle mass right? You, and you look at both of them, they're both runners but one has more muscle mass Because about 90% of us that's in the gym we are, we are our body is born like a sprinter so you want to get your heart rate up and back down up and down no. just like a sprinter. That's going to teach your heart to be able to uh, take that resistance. Right, and then recover quick and fast.
3: So kind of like a long-distance
2: runner when you're resting, and your your heart rate and resting is really low. It doesn't need to pump throughout your body to keep you alive.
3: So kind of like hit training. So,
2: which one do you do? Uh, I do both.
3: Interesting.
1: I
2: do both. Nice. So there you go. Does that, that help?
1: No, that, that's very
3: helpful. Um,
1: yeah, do you count that? lots of reps as cardio? <laughs> <laughs>
3: So right, what right. what what we'll have to do is we'll have to talk to you afterwards and uh, see where people can reach you so that way when we post everything we got you know your information down. So if
1: anybody has questions or wants to train with you, they can always reach out to you.
2: Awesome. I'm, I'm also really curious here,
1: Where have uh, you said you I, I'm I generally curious about this. You said you post a video on foam rolling. Like where can I find that? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna learn yeah. more yeah. different like different more like more techniques, different areas I can foam roll. <laughs> So um, Instagram
2: and Facebook, there's this uh, a place that I work at small smaller, the gym. Uh, a second place It's called Competitor's Edge. If okay. If you go to Competitor's Ooh. Edge, I have I, I actually have a, like 20 plus um, what do you call it, 20 plus videos during quarantine because people are bored. I'm like uh, I'm not bored, and it, there's some hmm. comical ones. So <laughs> uh, and then there's some most of them are very informative. And these are the things that it does. I, I'm a nerd. I, I like to study. I'm just <laughs> regurgitating what I read.
3: So, Is that you know, in St. Charles?
2: It, it, it's, it helps. It, it's going to help um, with your workouts and, and educate you. So Competitor's Edge.
3: Is that St. Charles? I'm sorry? Competitor's Edge. Is that in St. Charles?
2: That is in St. Charles. Is that that's, Nilsa's gym? That is Nelson okay. Nilsa Anderson's gym. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, so, thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah,
2: thank you very much. I really appreciate uh having me on and um yeah,
1: I had a lot of fun. Yep, look yeah, thank to... you very much. we are going to work out one day. You yeah. know, I would love I would love to have you like tear apart my deadlift for him. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're
3: gonna have to we're gonna yeah. have to schedule a time it. where uh you got a little <laughs> bit of free time and we can all come to you over there, maybe meet meet up in Saint Charles.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. All right, let's get that planned. All right, all
3: all right. right. Thanks, thanks for everybody. having us. Have thanks for being on.
0: Have a great day. Yep, you, you too. Thank you
1: very uh that was a very, very knowledgeable man very knowledgeable <laughs>
0: i'm
1: glad he likes foam rolling and goblet squats as much as me <laughs> so now you got to no <laughs> like work uh, out with him now i got to work out
0: we be best friends <laughs> uh but yeah uh, that was pretty awesome yeah it
1: was tony yeah. came in late but you know was, yeah that's yeah, it's well, okay. okay I showed i showed yeah. hey, I but never like, miss yeah. you keep saying it, he's going to keep roasting me yeah. Yeah. So let's, hey we team? all over little roast i
3: you was know? <laughs> i was busy pulling 405 Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, when he said you gotta do devils to lift your kids, now you can lift your kids. Yeah, like
1: obese. now we use my kid as a weight, like just stay right, just stand right there. Would just, just stay right there for like an hour, okay? Or
0: what, I, you know, I hope you're cursed with like 13 kids all at once and you have to lift all of them. So that, 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 there
3: we go, it's 406. For us. Oh, <laughs> can't do it. Oh, that. <laughs> can't do it. One of these got to die, little Jake. Definitely got to go. <laughs> Someone's getting adopted. Yeah. <laughs> that one's not going to college. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. You uh, won't uh, survive the winter. <laughs> every guest uh, Tony knows, we need to, I want to meet them in person. <laughs> them. I yeah, we're
0: still going to meet uh, Mike. Matt. 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 Okay, now, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right, Joel forgot your name, so he's yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't Adam from. Adam. You got to no, wait, you gotta forget his name now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I feel like you told him Adam just to mess with no, me, No, like, something you would do. I even
3: messaged him your name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: I did the intro. And maybe he's like, oh, he sounds weak. That's probably that's an Adam.
3: <laughs> Adam's a
0: sounds weak like name, Adam. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm
3: sorry. Is, well, so is Tyler, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler does sound like an Abercrombie model though, yeah I so know you, you got that
0: see I just have like the dirty mustache and the lazy eye if I had those uh, you'd be eating your words and I <laughs> work for State
1: Farm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah All this right. is uh, this has been fitfulness uh, great, great episode guest.
0: great guest uh, yeah I'll see you guys next I'll week I'll see you next week <laughs> All right, get lifting <laughs>